0: I'm Julie Harris, and today I'm going to talk to you about how to pass your real estate exam the first try in any state or territory. Now, I'm speaking from experience because I have taken this test many times in different states. I've always passed it the first time, including my broker's exam. So that's because I'm using some proven test taking techniques that I learned a long time ago. And again, I've tested it myself, so you can count on these specific points. There's only seven easy steps. Now, the first one, as always, is a mindset step. You've gotta have confidence, you've gotta have a strong belief that you're going to actually pass the test. So I'm gonna tell you a real quick story. The first time that Tim and I took our real estate exams was in Ohio, it's been uh, quite a few years ago. But this was when you would take the test live, there was a big room and you'd have all these desks and you'd sit next to somebody and you were ready to go. And I'll never forget, I sat next to this gal and she looks at me, she had her big gulp on her desk And she had like a bag of chips, I guess back when you would take a test that way. And I had like my coffee mug and she said, well, how many times have you been here? I said, well, this is my first time. She goes, this is my 13th try. And I swear to you, I stood up and I said, I am not gonna be around that energy. I'm gonna find another desk. I'm here to pass the test. So make sure point number one, confidence is your belief. And with the other points, you're going to have that confidence that you are there to pass it the first time. Okay. Proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor performance, so remember that. Point number two, vocabulary is really important. If you don't understand the question, you'll never get the answer right, right? So in every uh, test, you can get hard copy. I highly recommend that you get hard copy of your study materials, because if you're studying online and you're looking through some long PDF, it's really hard to scroll back and relearn something or try and remember a term you'll forget that you didn't know it because you're not taking notes, nothing's hard copy. So you've got real estate glossary. This is where your terms live and it's not that many pages. Just memorize these terms, maybe even make some flashcards. Like if somebody's gonna ask you a question about how to amortize something and you have a freak out, oh my gosh, what does amortize mean? You can't even guess what the right answer is because you didn't know what the question meant, right? So vocabulary is one of the most important things for you to study, and you can get a partner to drill you on those flashcards. And I I think that probably would take two or three hours to really get it down, because you're gonna get it down to three or four terms that you wanna make sure that you are always drilling. Okay, point number three. So point number two is vocabulary. Know your real estate glossary. Number three is ethics. There's going to be a lot of questions about ethics. Use your own ethical brain do the right thing for the client. They're gonna put a lot of word problems and situations at you, and they're gonna say, this happened, and this happened, and what should this agent do? What's the right thing to do, A, B, C, or D? Now, oftentimes, when you're taking a test, you're going to automatically, easily rule out maybe A and C. Those just don't sound right, they used a wrong term, and now it gets down to B or D, and the answers kinda sound similar, and that's where you can get stuck. That's why you go back to the vocabulary and make sure they're not trying to trick you with mixing terms or confuse you in some way. But with regards to the ethics questions, and that's a big part of the test, always do what's right for the client. If you're confused, ask yourself, is the answer doing right by the client? And you will always get the right answer for the ethics part. Okay, number four, math. Think logically. Do some sample problems and check your answers. All of your study material comes with quizzes at the end. The finance that everybody has to learn has a lot of uh, practice quizzes. And then of course you can look up the answers, so don't guess. Make sure when you got the wrong answer, you riddle out why did you get the wrong answer. And on a lot of the math you can mix it up and, and use some of the terms and, and do the math one way and do it the other way to check yourself. So when in doubt, when you get stuck on math, just think, okay, if I was trying to figure this out, what are the elements to the problem? And you just write down the numbers that you know, and then you figure out what you don't know, and you'll be able to figure out thinking logically. Part of the main thing of this test, of any of the real estate tests, really any test that you take, is to not let yourself come unglued when you don't know something. One of the things that I do, if I have any question whatsoever, because there's, Most of these tests are 100 plus questions. So you can kind of get test fatigue partway through. One of the things that I do is if I have any questions at all, I will write down, okay, it's number 45 that I want to go back to. And instead of letting myself freak out, I just skip it and I go to the next question, which I'm probably going to know the answer to like that. Then I'll build my confidence back up. And at the end, I'm going to go back to the ones that I skipped. You're not going to have a ton of that when you've done these points. Okay, number five. Uh, here is one of the most important and surprising things that will help you so much. When you're studying, and again, it's really important. This is the Puerto Rico test that I'm gonna do next. All of your study material that comes in hard copy, yes, you can do it digitally, but it's not nearly as effective. You're gonna have quizzes at the end where it's multiple choice. You're going to highlight the question and you're literally going to look up what the right answer is and highlight the answer. Then you're going to go and each chapter of that section, whether it's law or finance, principles and practices, whatever you're doing, you're going to literally memorize because you highlighted in your book with a real highlighting pen, the question and the correct answer. When you do that and you read it repetitively, and I'm not talking about spending months on this. I'm talking about an intense week of study here. You read the question, you read the answer, and literally this is what will happen to you on the test. You're going to be on the test and you're going to read the question. You'll go, okay, that's familiar. And then the answer will pop right out at you from those four options. You're going to know because you memorized the right answer. Now, nine times out of 10, you're going to know the right answer if you've done everything we've talked about. But just to be safe, because you don't want to slide through with only two or three points that you missed, you're going to just memorize the right question with the right answer. And don't confuse yourself with all of the gobbledygook that's trying to confuse you, right? That works so well to do it that way, but only when you do hard copy. Okay, so next is point number six. Review all of what we've talked about. Review your chapters, review your math, review your vocabulary for an hour before the test on the morning that you're going to take the test. That way it's fresh. You're going to drive there or you're going to do it online. You're going to take a half an hour or an hour. And, you know, as we say to our kid, get your marbles back in your head, chill, calm, you have confidence. Um, And then uh, last point. Most of your states do these Crammer courses online, really critical that you do the Crammer course because it gets to all of the really critical things. And and I have found that the questions they give you on the Crammer course, and you can do that, you can practice it, you can go back through, that's the point of the Crammer course. Those are quite literally almost exactly the questions that you're gonna see on the test. So I would say if you skip the crammer, you're kind of putting yourself at risk of being a little bit iffy on the test. Crammers are really, really important. I know that there's a lot of companies that do those online now. And then, uh, of course, just to, to recap, the, the things that I most commonly see on the test, agency is a big deal. So make sure and your states are different on agency. There's different little nuances. So make sure you're really clear on how agency works in the state that you're taking the test in. Your code of ethics, because again, there's ethic pro, ethics, questions. Law, especially uh, by date, you know, all the real specific housing laws are definitely on the test. And then your math and your finance questions, which you're going to just think logically through. Okay. So those are your seven things. I'm wishing you the best of luck. Been there, done that. I have confidence in you. If you have any questions, you can put them in the comments below. I will look, I will respond. Main thing is do these things and you're going to go in there and you know what'll happen to you. It'll be just like what happened to me. You're going to say, why would somebody need two and a half hours of allotted time for this? I have got that figured out. And you'll look at your watch and go, gosh, I did that in like 45 minutes or an hour. And then hopefully you're in a state where they tell you right away and congratulations and you can celebrate that night. So have confidence. I believe in you. Good luck.